Patreon.com slash the walk-off podcast. Uh, $4 a month gets you in there. Baseball, Blue Jays, and more baseball. It's the walk-off with Scott Belford and Adam Mack. This ball is crushed. The diehard podcast for the casual fan. And another one. My goodness. Spencer Horwitz made his MLB debut over the weekend, uh, got his first MLB hit, but last week he took the time to chat with us. Uh, Congratulations to Spencer Horwitz on the MLB debut. Much deserved. Uh, Without further ado, here is that conversation from last week with Spencer Horwitz. Very excited to be Joined once again on the show by first baseman and left fielder for the Toronto Blue Jays organization, currently donning that Buffalo Bisons AAA jersey, Spencer Horowitz. Welcome back to the walk-off, man. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, buddy. Before we even get into this, huge congrats to you, man. You're killing it this first third of the season so far. You've got a 302 batting average. You're you're on base percentage. You're on base all the time. It's like 425. So well done. Well done, buddy. Congrats. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're feeling pretty good about it, eh? You feel good where you're at, right? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I always want to be better, but yeah, it's looking back in the grand, in the big picture. It's yeah. I'm, I'm pretty content with where I am. <laughs> uh, so before we get into the season here, I did want to know, um, your experience at the World Baseball Classic, because this had to have been one of the cooler things that you've done in, in your career here. Uh, just being on the world stage, donning that Israel jersey, playing with guys like Danny Valencia and Jock Peterson, who have, you know, major league pros for years and years. What was that experience like, buddy? Yeah, that was an unbelievable experience. When they said I was going to be on the team, I was so excited and it was just that that month of what was it march and it was my first big league camp and i got to go to the wbc that was that month was pretty uh it was it was pretty pretty intense it's a lot to take in but no it was really really cool being being alongside those guys and i'm glad i got to contribute to our, our pretty big win against nicaragua how did that team israel process all come together for you who reached out was this just something you saw coming or were you a little taken aback by it yeah, so um, the GM, uh, Peter, reached out to me and uh, asked if I'd be interested. And I said, of course, and then went through the process of making sure I was eligible and had the family records and got through all that. And then I was good. And he said, OK, sounds good. Like, we're going to reach back out in a month or so and let you know if you're on the team. And I said, sounds good. And then they said, I'm on it. And then we all got together in Florida, had a big dinner, had two practices, and then we're on the world stage. Okay. Was it intimidating at all? Like, I, 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 I know you play with these guys and you're around baseball all the time, but like, man, you were playing with and against guys that like, you know, are all stars. <laughs> yeah. Um, intimidating. Yes. But was I scared? And yes, but it didn't, that wasn't, that's not the overall, like what I look back and take away from it. Now I, I take away how awesome of experience it was and how that was my first time playing on national TV, my first time playing in a big league stadium. And there were so many firsts and 
to have that experience and play in front of that many people in a sold out crowd and doing it in the outfield too. And yeah, it was an, it was an experience that I'm extremely grateful for. Did it validate you a little bit too? Like, did you feel like, holy shit, maybe I belong? Um, I wouldn't say that's what gave me my validation. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I think that comes from other things and hard work and other previous years of success. But yeah, it's definitely a, a cool thing to hang my hat on saying I played in the World Baseball Classic. Was it tough to ramp up so early in the in the season? Because, I mean, you were playing pretty intense baseball in March. Yeah, so I think I got about probably eight spring training games around there, eight to ten spring training games. So I was pretty close. Um, yeah, the Blue Jays helped out a lot and gave me a lot of playing time in those early spring training games to get me ready to make sure everything was good to go. I had the at-bats and I had my feet under me. So yeah, I was I was pretty pretty close to being ready, but um yeah, I mean, baseball's a, a long season when you condense it into one small tournament. It's that's when it's yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, it gets weird, eh? I, I I'm curious what it was like coming back afterwards, like you know, because you're you're going from pretty intense tournament to mm -hmm. spring training again. Was that was that a little weird? Yeah, it was like go to my first big big league spring training. That's a high. Then go to WBC. That's another high, and then back to spring training, and yeah, it's it's it was a lot. It was a lot of travel, but no, it was awesome. A lot of baseball. It was really really cool. So I know you you mentioned it. Just the fact you were playing reps in the outfield with Team Israel, very cool. And I know last time we chatted, that was something that you were working really hard on was just getting better in the outfield. Uh, where are you at in that? Like, do you feel? far more comfortable in left? Cause I'm going to tell you, man, you look far more comfortable in left. <laughs> yeah. Um, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think with anything it's, you're going to get more comfortable with the reps. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm more comfortable now than I was at the WBC and it's just going to keep getting better and better. And that's, that's why I hope I can keep getting those reps out there. What's the major difference? I mean, you, you've played first base for years and years and you're very comfortable there. Uh, what's the big difference mindset wise between playing in the outfield and first base? Cause I can imagine in the outfield, there's a little bit more time to let your, your mind wander a little. Yeah. For, for me at first base, you'll see me when I'm playing first, I'm always talking to people and I'm always talking to my other infielders, talking to the base runners just, and then when I'm in the outfield, it's, you got no one to talk to. You're just talking to yourself. And um, yeah, I'd say that's the biggest difference. And then, Physically, the actual difference would just be like the the angle and the ball flight, and because I'm playing the complete opposite end of the field, it's and so when you think the ball is going to go one way, because I'm used to it being at first base, it's doing the complete opposite when I'm in left. So it's just learning that, is, that and more comfortable. That is so funny, man. I never even thought of that in a million years. That like if you're a social guy and you're always chatting dudes up at first base, then yeah. now you're out in left field and you're just like I'm by myself. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you've always had a uh, pretty good plate discipline, but buddy, this year you've really have taken it to a whole new level. And I'm just curious if this is um, a new approach or if this is more just experience and, and knowing the pitching better or, or whatever it may be, let the kids know, how do you get on base at a, a, a almost 45% clip? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of competitiveness, I'd say. Um, striking out has never been never been fun for me and I'm sure it's not fun for anyone but 
I really, really take it personally. And um, yeah, I, I train myself in the off season and in season to, to be aware of the strike zone. <clears throat> and when it, I can feel that uh, like I'm not having my best eye or I don't know exactly where the pitch is, then we're going to go back in there and train that again. And cause I think that's a really, really important thing. Like my take on hitting is you take good swings at good pitches and that's all you got to do. And the rest will take care of itself. Well, I mean, you've obviously been noticed by the team and it must feel good as a, a guy who's been in the organization for years. I know I was just, we had David Schneider on the show uh, last week and I know you guys are buds and he was just mentioning what a confidence boost it was for them to put him in the three hole. Right. And like, I know you're hitting cleanup most of the time. Uh, what's your approach when you're, when you're hitting cleanup? Cause I know that that's one thing where like run production is a big one and you're, you got to concentrate on driving guys on uh, driving guys in. Does, does your mindset change when you step into the box and there's a guy on second or third or, or is you're a contact hitter and that's, that's the goal either way. Yeah. Um, I think my goal, I'm trying to hit the ball hard. And that's, that's, that's always my goal. I'm not, I'm not going out there to, to slap something or I'm not trying to hit a ball like over the fence a million. As long as I'm hitting it hard, that's, that's, I'm happy. That's, that's a success. And yeah, when runners are in scoring position, obviously the situation is going to dictate what I do. So yeah, if it, if the team needs me to get a guy over, get a guy in, however that, is depending on the situation, then yeah, I'm going to do that. But in terms of, is it changing from when I'm hitting two, three, four, five, six? No, I'm trying, I'm going up there. Like I said, I'm going to take good swings at good pitches and hit something hard. Uh, I know that when it comes to both you and Davis for that matter, um, was it weird to kind of hit a point? Cause you're a guy now you've been in the organization for years. Like you've kind of got that, that veteran presence to you. I know you're only 25, but, to some of these kids in the in the organization, you're you're the guy they're looking up to now. Uh, what was that like at spring training to have some of these kids be like, "Holy, like here's a guy who's been here, done that." Yeah, um, yeah. This spring was definitely different. Um, yeah, because it being my first big league camp, I was the new guy and looking up to these guys and looking up to the Blue Jays lineup and how it's all stars up and down. And I'm looking at them like they've been there, done that, trying to learn from them. And then I get sent down to the minor league camp and it's the complete switch. It's now <laughs> I'm the veteran of the minor league camp and these guys are looking at me. So it's just passing along that information. And that's that's what baseball is all about is just sharing that information. And experience is going to be your number one help with that. And the more you can play, the more experience and just knowledge you're going to have of the game. I don't even know, Spencer, if there's a real answer to this question. But you're on the 40-man roster. You're having a heck of a season. You're getting close. And there is a detriment to maybe looking too far ahead. Um, how do you stay focused on the day-to-day -day in Buffalo, knowing that, I mean, you're really an injury or something like that away from making your MLB debut, but that is not what you should be thinking about, obviously. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. You know that. Um, you just said it. That's not something I should be thinking about. <laughs> yeah, it's it's at times it's hard to it's hard not to think about it, but it's everything that's out of my control. I, I try not to think about. And like you have days where you wonder and then you have days where you just 
you're just here and it's easy, but yeah, it's, it's a balancing act. Like, yeah, I'm going to think about it. I'm human. It's natural, but yeah, I'm also going to do my best to be where my feet are and enjoy every moment of this. And we have a great group of guys in Buffalo, so it makes it a lot easier to be with them. We're really rooting for you, man. It's, it's funny. Cause I've, I, Adam and I have talked about this a few times when it comes to guys like yourself and, and, and Davis Schneider and, and some of these guys that are kind of knocking on the door, right. And have been on the show of how difficult it would be to, to not put the cart before the horse, you know, to just be like, cause that's so detrimental to do, but to, to be so close. So anyways, I, I guess what I'm saying is, is we're rooting for you. You're going to get there and, and congrats on, on putting yourself in that situation here. Um, now I'm going to ask you about your Achilles heel here, and I don't know if you even want to give this away, but as a lefty hitter, is there a pitch that despite knowing you should lay off looks juicy every time and then winds up fooling you. Um, not to give away your secrets here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, the pitches that the, the ones that start in the middle and then they disappear. It's those, oh, pitches. right? <laughs> yeah, the ones that look good and then they're not there anymore. I'm like, where did it go? But yeah, that, that comes back to training the plate discipline and just having a good plan. We had uh, Rob Feldman, the pitching ninja, on. And the one thing that the pitching ninja has done, I think, for, for baseball fans is actually show you how freaking hard it is to hit a baseball. Like those overlays, man, sometimes when you watch the pitcher throw a changeup and a, uh, his four-seamer, and it's it's identical. Like it's impossible to even know until it's halfway to the plate. It's like, how, right? Because it's so easy as a guy watching the game to be like, how would you swing at something a foot off the plate? Yeah. But then when you watch it come out with that overlay, it really does sum it up nicely. So yeah, man. Uh, have you found that as you become more experienced, you are better at recognizing those pitches? Yeah, I think that comes that comes more to game planning and just um, not just going up there and and I think that's the biggest difference from level to level is just the number of fastballs you're going to get. And because now it's, I mean, now it's different because there's no more short season. And then so like when I was in Bluefield, it was when you were a 2-0 count, 2-1 count, 3-1 count, you're getting a fastball. And now it's two games ago, I got a 3-0 slider. And I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> and so, yeah, it's just different. And it's just, but you just absorb that like experience and you take that knowledge and you put it in your back pocket and say, okay, now he likes that 3-0 slider. Now you know that. So when you're game planning, this is all pitcher to pitcher and scenario to scenario is my guess here. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so out of curiosity, then when you are facing a pitcher that let's say is fastball heavy, do you, is your plan normally to eliminate the off speed stuff if you can, or again, does it really depend on the pitcher? Yeah, it, it depends on the pitcher. And then it's also watching the game, see what they're doing that day. Because the scouting report might say, oh, this guy throws a lot of fastballs, but then that day he doesn't have command of his fastball and his changeups on. So then you're just watching that and you're like, oh, okay, like this guy likes his changeup today. So you're, you'll look for that too. Do you have a favorite AAA stadium to play in? So far, um, Lehigh was really cool. Lehigh Valley. Yeah? I really liked that one. Um where else? Gwinnett was nice. We played in a lot of good stadiums. This league is, yeah, it's nice. Um, yeah. 
How does Salem Field compare to the complex in New Hampshire? Did, did you enjoy one more than the other? Or maybe enjoy is the wrong word. Did you prefer to play in one over the other? Um, I'd say they're different. I like different parts of them. I love the hotel in left field of New Hampshire. I think that's one of the coolest like views yeah. in all baseball. But yeah, Buffalo's the playing surface is great. The scoreboard's huge. The stadium's big. Yeah, I I mean I guess yeah, you're kind I, of reaping the benefits at Salem Field from from when the Jays were there in 2021 exactly. and did all those renos, eh? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's beautiful now. Our clubhouse is great. Yeah, great facilities for us. So Spencer, I have to ask you this, uh, for the kids, because we do actually have a lot of 13, 14, 15 year old ball players who watch the show and then they'll reach out sometimes. And I know I, I had a guy who was a 14 year old shortstop and he was so frustrated, dude, his coach was running drills on double plays and he was just struggling so much with his footwork and just doing the toss. And he was convinced he'd never do it. And of course, all you can say to these kids is like, you just got to keep working at it. Some things come easier to others, you know, like you can't judge either development's not linear uh so for the kids do you have something that you're quite good at now that when you first started trying to master you just sucked at <laughs> yeah i sucked at baseball <laughs> um, you're like the whole game <laughs> yeah the whole game was, was not good um i'd say i got good once i found the weight room and i i, I chose to be good i was i didn't I don't know. I stopped playing video games and I, I went and played baseball. And instead of waking up playing video games, I went and hit on the tee. And then that turned into hitting on the tee and going to work out. And then that turned into hitting on the tee, working out and doing ground balls. Like it's just the more you do something, the better you're going to get at it. And like if to that kid, I'd say like that's probably his first time or second time doing that drill. And he's going to get better at it the next time. Yeah. And he missed, he missed six that time. Okay, great. Go miss five. You miss four the next time. And then next thing you know, you're not missing any, like, it's just a process. And like that word has become so cliche. Trust the process, trust the process. And that's why I like, I like saying, trust the hard work. Like the hard work is way, yeah. like, it's the same thing, but that like, that in, like kind of like sticks with people a little more and you're just like, okay, like the blueprint to success is hard work equals success. And then, like, there's no other blueprint. If you do something, you work hard, you're going to get better at it. Simple. It really is a battle of attrition. It's not giving up, right? Yeah, it's that's the only failure is giving up. Yeah. I love that, man. That's a great answer. Uh, what got you into the game out of curiosity? Was your dad a big ball fan? Yeah, my dad was uh, – he was an Orioles fan growing up. So he had the good Orioles with Jim Palmer, Cal Ripken, <laughs> and all of them. So he was spoiled and then – they hadn't made the playoffs. I think it was 97 was their last time they made the playoffs until I think it was 2014. So, yeah, they had a big drought. Yes. And then I got spoiled with the Orioles. And when I was in high school, was, those teams were good with Machado, Chris Davis. Yeah, those teams were oh, good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As a Jays fan, I remember <laughs> I hated that team. <laughs> yeah. That team were they always your team your whole time yeah. growing up too? Yeah. yeah. Always. Yeah. Okay, my man. So now we're gonna we're gonna flip the script here, and we're going to do some extracurricular questions. So these aren't quite as as baseball focused here. Uh, what's your favorite TV show of all time? Do you have one? Yeah, um, I got two. I like I like the only time I really watch TV is right before bed. So I like like these are shows that I can just like fall asleep to and just listen to. Yeah. So two go tos are Friends and New Girl. Nice. Okay. Yeah, just you know, light just, shows funny, and you just listen to them, and that's it. 
this is going to blow your mind. So I asked Hag and Dan are the same question, except I asked him his opinion on friends. And yeah. he said, I've never seen it. I was like, <laughs> are you kidding me? You're like, two, what is he? 2000s, baby. Is he 99? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I maybe. I don't know. I'll have still, to get on him about that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's your favorite baseball movie? Favorite baseball movie. <sighs> That's a tough one. Um, probably Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Yeah, that's a classic. That it was is a classic. Awesome. Like when I was yeah. younger, it was just, just like maybe I can throw that hard one day. Just break my arm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your favorite drink? Are you a beer guy, or, or do you prefer a uh, stiffer drink? Yeah, I, I'll just have a beer. I'm not a big drinker, but yeah, yeah just, I'll drink a beer. But I love coffee. If I say that's yeah. my favorite drink, yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, I know you just, you just said you stopped playing video games and started hitting more. Uh, yeah. are you a gamer at all? Do you like to play some vids? Um, no, not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just other, other things piqued my interest. Favorite band or musician that you like to listen to while working out? And I know this probably changes all the time, but what are you listening to now? Um, while working out? That's yeah. That's yeah. What gets Spencer Horowitz? pumped like um, <laughs> ready to go yeah I, I really like listening to like some kid cuddy he's really like his old kid cuddy stuff is that's some of my favorite music of all time but yeah like kid cuddy post malone mike stud those three guys yeah okay so before i let you go here we're, we've got two listener questions for you uh this one is from david in our discord and he reached out he said uh hey spencer love seeing you're coming back on the podcast what do you think your biggest accomplishment of the year has been, whether it's a singular moment or an aspect of your game that just came together? That's a good question. Biggest accomplishment. Um, biggest accomplishment. I'd say probably in this season, or I was going to say like maybe getting added to the roster. That was a big deal. Right. But this season alone – um yeah i'd probably say the wbc yeah like playing in that and like not just like playing in it but like contributing and having that had a good uh good base hit that helped us and propelled us to a victory yeah that was really cool how did you find out you were added to the 40-man roster was this one of those twitter things or was or did they let you know <laughs> no so i was actually in florida because i was uh i was coming back from my wrist injury last year and so I was rehabbing it down there and my agent called me the morning, that morning. and was like, Hey, like this is the deadline. We haven't heard anything. Have you heard anything? I was like, no, like I didn't even know it was the deadline. And uh, they're like, okay, so like, just keep your phone on. Like, we'll let you know if we hear anything. I said, sounds good. Going to like the Blue Jays complex, see everyone. No one knows a thing. And everyone's like, everyone like was like, well, it could happen. It could not. I don't know. And uh, yeah, the deadline was six o'clock. It's like five 30. My girlfriend was in town my birthday was i think two days later and yes yeah, so, and then we're going out to dinner and i'm like hey i get a phone call from joseph i'm like hey i gotta take this and he's just told me yeah you gotta add to the roster i was like cool that's very cool that must yeah. have been did you celebrate a little call the parents oh, yeah we got a bottle of wine. Yeah, yeah we got a, a nice bottle of wine it was nice that's awesome a coffee yeah. and a bottle of wine i celebrate oh, God. <laughs> yeah. two, two of my favorites Okay, so 
Christine reached out on Twitter and said, Hey, Spencer, I actually saw you play in Vancouver back in 2019. Which affiliate did you enjoy your time with most? Also curious, which team you have played for in the organization you felt improved your game the most? Good question. Um, each affiliate has their, their positives. Vancouver, the city, the fans, bar none. Um, yeah, not Bailey Stadium. Everyone seems to really yeah, rave about it. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Like I only was there for two weeks, but it was still one of my favorite places to play. And then, like I said, New Hampshire in the hotel—that was awesome, awesome place to play. And then Buffalo, I've been here for almost yeah a year now, and I love it. It's a, it's a great city. I feel like this is the most like this city is like probably the biggest one. Of, I mean, compared to Manchester and Vancouver was just, I was only there a week, but yeah, this yeah. city is like the most homey kind of feel to it. But yeah, I mean, all three have been great in terms of where did I get most improved? That, I know that's a tough question, but if there is something that stands out in your mind where you were just like, you felt like you really turned a page. Yeah. I think that's um, what she's after. I'd say, um, I just I'm gonna credit my hitting coaches. Um, I've had two hitting coaches since I've been in pro or in full season, and um, Matt Haig, who is with Buffalo now, and he was in New Hampshire last year. He helped me a lot in just like talking through like what I'm feeling in my swing and what's happening. And also, he's obviously been a player and played a long time, and just being able to talk through that. So being with him has been really good. And then Ryan Wright in 21, because like my first half in 21 wasn't great, but Ryan was always there to push me and keep me going, was always there to for that early cage work and was always willing to try stuff with me. So yeah, I, I had to give a lot of credit to those two guys for helping me. Spencer, thank you so much, man, for taking the time to join us, buddy. We always like talking baseball with you. And uh, I hope, Next time that you're on the show, you're donning that Toronto Blue Jays jersey. You know we're rooting for you. So thanks again, man. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Walk Off Podcast with Scott Belford and Adam Mack with a new episode every Friday. Thanks for listening.